0: Welcome, beautiful souls. You are tuned in to Love Human, Be Spirit. With us, I'm Amy, a 3 5 emotional manifester, right angle cross of Eden.
1: And I'm Monique, a 1 4 splenic projector, right angle cross of the vessel of love.
0: And we'd love to invite you to join us while we talk all things human and spirit through the lens of human design.
1: We'd like to offer you
0: inspiration,
1: information, and lived experiences while we're on this human ride together.
0: So buckle up, or don't, your choice. We're here to celebrate your uniqueness and our own and offer a perspective that allows us to lean into what makes us special, what makes us human. So let's do it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and everything in between. And we plan to have a lot of fun along the way.
1: Before we dig into this episode, we're excited to share
0: our first guest with you, Dana and Shayna from Day Luna. Yay! These women have played an integral role in our lives and the creation of this very podcast. They have graciously extended a promo code for their human design reader training to our listeners. If you're someone who's interested in
1: furthering your human design understanding, this is an amazing opportunity to do that. The unique code for our listeners is HD launch 10, and you'll be able to find all of that information in our show notes.
0: Now let's dig in. Welcome back to another, this is like an amazingly exciting episode. And I know I'm going to say that with everyone, but you guys have no idea how excited I am For this episode of Love, Human, Be Spirit, um, I don't even feel like I can even do any justice to who we have on today, but I'm going to try something out because a fellow manifester said that, of course, beautiful projectors like to be recognized and invited and acknowledged and so i'm actually going to present because i not only have the beautiful monique who's my co-host who is a projector but we also have two guest projectors today that i don't even think need much of a um, you know recognition it's dana and shayna from day luna whoop whoop we've got all three projectors in the house today and so I am so excited to present them today and um, we cannot wait to dig into this episode.
2: Mm, Thank you so much for having us we're so excited to be here and it feels delicious and amazing to be recognized by you since you're such a powerful manifester Um, so thank you for that beautiful intro
0: we're just glad to be here. We are out of our mind excited, so (laughs) I can't believe it. So I know Monique and I have alluded to how we met, and it is, we give all the credit in the world to these two beautiful humans, Dana and Shana, whose retreat that we attended in January of this year, 2022 in Costa Rica. We talked a little bit in our initial episode about how we were roomed together, (laughs) and so without them, this Whole experience wouldn't have been born. I mean, we talked about the fact that Monique and I both um, had definitely were on the trajectory to start one, but we both knew we wanted to have a co pilot. And thank you again to you both. I mean, I can't talk enough about how amazing that experience was. And, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but I reached out to you a really long time ago because I wanted to work with you privately. And things happen like they're meant to. And so when I saw the opportunity that when this came up, I didn't even have to use my emotional authority because it was a hell yes from the (laughs) get-go. And, you know, just the days were so filled with such amazing content. And I have learned so much about myself. I think I came to the retreat and I said this before too, wanting to learn about everybody else. And this experience allowed me to learn so much about myself, which is so important. If you're even going to try to bring it into anybody else's world to know it for yourself. And I wanted to let Monique, you know, share her tidbits too, knowing that it was just epic for us.
1: Yeah, it's, thank you. It was so amazing, the whole
0: experience. It's
1: so amazing to have you both on here. Thank you so much again, just for saying yes to the invitation and being with us and letting us feel your energy again, because it feels so good to see you and feel you again. And um We both just feel so lucky to have met where we met on this retreat with you guys in Costa Rica, in that beautiful property, with all the beautiful people we were with. And it just like, The gratitude is like endless in our hearts about how this started. It just keeps coming up for us when we talk about it. I could cry right now. I probably will at some point in this episode, but it's just so full. My heart is so full for where I met this human named Amy at your retreat where you paired us together in a room. And now we're here doing this thing together that is so natural and so beautiful and I mean, seriously, the gratitude is just endless in my heart for you, for you both, uh, for all three of you, but, you know, for you both for putting us together for sure.
3: Wow. Thank you so much for sharing those words. And honestly, we have to say that doing that retreat style in Costa Rica with that training, um, is something that came to us very clearly, like this very clear calling. Like we need to do it in person. We need to connect with people in person, um, and we it didn't quite make sense on paper in any way. But we followed our strategy and authority to that decision, and. We were so blown away by getting to actually be together with these amazing women that we were just, we weren't expecting the power and the wisdom and the love and the compassion that each person brought to the table. So we genuinely feel so blessed. It was one of the highlights of our life to get to meet all of the individuals, like both of you as individuals. literally every time we would like talk to you, just a sidebar comment, you would like drop a nugget of wisdom that literally knocked me off (laughs) my feet. And it was like, wow, I I just didn't know how much of a gift, it was going to be to actually get to receive from each other as we were in that space learning together. So as individuals, you both are just incredible. And then seeing your dynamic together, when we paired you together, we're like, okay, manifestor and projector, our favorite combination, but it can either be literally pure magic on earth or maybe some chaos. And when we saw you two together, it was just like wow, they as individuals are both such loving and kind and strong in their own unique ways. And together just the magic dust. Like you can't even describe it. So I feel super grateful to know you both, to witness you both, to be a part of this new creation that you're building together. I just, I'm so grateful.
2: Yeah. And honestly, that pairing of you two together was a spirit take the wheel kind of energy for us because we really did our best to room people according to their human design. And um. There was only so much we could do with, you know, vaccination status, and with, you know, room types and who booked what type of room, and there was some confines that we had to work between. And then it boiled down to you and I remember Dana and I uh, weeks before the the training, it was like late at night and we're looking at the spreadsheet of how and on this spreadsheet it's like just craziness of. Everybody's design details and everybody's room types and everybody's like preferences. And it's this chaotic spreadsheet. And we were up into the night, like, okay, Monique and Amy, like, let's really get into their energetic shoes and like feel them as much as we can from their chart. And is this going to be chaos? Is this going to be pure magic? And it was just like, okay, spirit, take the wheel. We'll see. And It would. I just could not have been better. And I feel that about every single thing within the retreat uh, that we were kind of like, oh, should we be doing this or should we not? And it was just, you know what? This is what our authority is saying. And so spirit take the wheel. We're going to see. I'm into that phrase. I just said it for the first time now. Now I've said it like 10 times, but It's true. That's genuinely how the retreat felt. So anyways, long story, really long. We're just so grateful that this magic came together and literally hearing you guys reflect on it makes me cry. So I know this podcast already is going to be an emotional one for me, but I'm just honored to be here.
0: Oh God. I love you guys so much. It just feels like I am just in the presence of so much, um, Oh, genuine greatness. And, um, just, you guys are just the way that you shared your nuggets of wisdom and just with such an openness, right? Like even sometimes like childlike wonder, like, I don't know, what do you think? You know? And it was, it's, it's what we've said, you know, it doesn't have to be any certain thing. It can be a whole bunch of things, try it, see if it fits and mold it into the way that it feels most aligned for you. And I have taken that with me in such a way, cause you guys saw, you know, I'm a pretty easy read. I was like, oh, I don't want these emotional waves, <laughs> you know? And now I am seeing, they really are my gifts and they really are things that I am meant to help others with. And where I get to come from, from that is all of these things are happening for me. They didn't happen to me. And therefore then I get to support others. And, you know, Monique, God, you know, just the gift of us coming together, you know, I mean, I can see that in the two of you, Dana and Shana. And then, you know, I've witnessed that just not even before I got to be able to meet you in person, you know, of course, you already feel like I know everything about you. And like, how did you not know that we are already going to be really, you know, tight. And but then I see that happening, like Monique, it's like, I feel like I've known you a lifetime, but we haven't. And it's just easy. You know, so um, I love that. And I love the connections that we've been able to make. And I've said before, but one of my favorite things right out of the gate, when we got there are those amazing name tags that they identify in information said nothing more that no one else needed to know anything, but that helped us all be able to understand love, support, have compassion for connect all of those things. And, you know, those are the kind of name tags I'm willing to wear and never want to go back to anything other than that, because it's just, it just opens things up for, you know, conversations and connections in such a beautiful way. Love. Wow.
3: I have literally goosebumps over my entire body (laughs) as you're speaking. It's so true. Like just Mm -hmm. seeing someone's design in that way and knowing it right off the bat, it literally opens this portal to seeing them as they truly are in this deeper light. And it was beautiful to get to witness that many people coming together with this shared language, wanting to see each other in this way. I mean, talk about a glimpse of what the future can look like, the future that all of us are really
2: feeling called to help
3: build and and Mm -hmm. usher in.
2: Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. That makes me cry because I have gate two, which is all about physical resources and connecting with them and pulling them all together and all of the physical items at the retreat were so important to me um, and didn't make sense men- like mentally at all like I just wanted. Those name tags, and it's like, well, do we need name tags? I mean, everybody's going to get to know each other over ten days, and it's like, no, I want them. I want them to look like this, and I want them to be magnetic because I don't like putting a pin through clothes. Like literally, every single thing that was physical had so much intention behind it. With for me personally, and so I just a lot of it didn't, did not make sense. So just to even hear you say and bring up one physical item literally makes me cry because I'm just so passionate about them. And I'm like that with our ritual kits too. It's like, I just want this in the box and no, it doesn't make sense to our, like, you know, however much our box is making in our margins and whatever, it doesn't make sense, but I want this in our box. So I don't care. And so that's just genuinely how I felt about all those things. So I'm just glad that it really did. You know, we talk about this all the time how the physical is energetic, and how one small physical thing has this energetic frequency that is this portal to communicate whatever energy is going on behind it. And so the fact that that alone could be this representation of the deeper aspects within your own being and being able to see, oh, She's a six, two manifestor and with emotional authority, for example, and being able to really just have a quick understanding of who they are. I just think it's so special. And honestly, a glimpse of this new paradigm that we're all going into of really understanding each other as unique individuals. So thank you for that recognition. I'm going to literally take that into this whole next year um, (laughs) (laughs) with everything I do.
0: Well, if you ever need more, Shaina, you know where to come. So we, we <laughs>
2: have
0: them. seriously, those name tags, we talk about those name
1: tags a lot. Just so you know, we oh brought them gosh. off more than one time. So, yeah, we, lo- I love them too. And I um, just, I mean, now since I even isn't, I think gate two is in the sun right now, the sun transit. I think I was reading that yesterday too. It's so funny that that's your, the gate that you said, but um, yeah. I, I, I think it's so, Um, interesting that you brought that up because there were so many things I felt like about that retreat that were like that, right? I mean, we talk about this, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, just the booklet that you put together with the resource of that to have for us to keep that with all of that it's like a you know that's like a school textbook type of resource that you put together for us like you know slide by slide or however you know you did that. but um and the pen you know the the sanitizer spray I still have some of the sanitizer spray (laughs) and the smell of it I love it I like don't want to use it all I like (laughs) it like um just there was all these little things that were so thoughtful, so thoughtful, and um, really mattered, I'm sure, not just to us, but to to everyone that was there. It was really Mm. so amazing.
2: Yes, and those pins are discontinued, by the way, because I tried to order a million (laughs) more because I love them. They're, like, soft, and they're gold with, like, this writing. Anyways, they're not available anymore, so it's just for that retreat and that time together. And we all get to just bring it with us extra special. Yeah, I know. I cried a little (laughs) tear, but then I was
0: like, you know what? No, it was meant just for that. And that's great.
2: You know, I mean,
0: here we're all sharing all these things that are even outside of the, you know, the deep learning, you know, (laughs) which you know, I mean, all of those physical things and just the human connection and just having all of us be able to speak the same language and learn and grow unbelievable the community that you guys created right and we all still have you know a platform that we communicate literally almost daily and here it is may and the retreat is in January and we you know have a reunion that is already in the works to be planned and you know it's just that wouldn't have happened without you guys but I also want to take a moment to acknowledge the deep learning and I you know I alluded to that with my own growth but you guys really thought through not only the content that you wanted to share, but the order in which which you shared it. And, you know, Monique and I will both attest to, we've done plenty of our own learning along the way. I've taken courses from other people. And this one, this one was just um, so full of depth, but also like um, the ability to have some integration with it and to take it into your own experiment. And then having that opportunity to talk to others about it just, you know, expands it that much more. And so, you know, if any of our listeners are, you know, Monique and I have said from the beginning, our platform is not meant to be teachy and preachy. That's not what we're trying to do here. We're trying to share our lived experiences. And so, While yes, we can offer up ways for people to, you know, better understand their design. If you're really on the fence about how and who I could learn from, I cannot recommend your guys's course enough because now you guys, you know, debuted it last month and you have it online, which is just Mm. pure gold. So, Mm. and I do not have an affiliate link for anybody that's listening. I'm saying that because I have experienced (laughs) it myself. And I know Monique has too. And literally, you know, this booklet that you got, it's my Bible. I take it everywhere. I travel with it. It's my companion. That way, if I pulled anybody's chart, if I'm on the airplane and there's anything, because I'm okay that I, like my old straight A student would have needed to know everything, but I don't think that's the point with human design. It's, you know, seeing the person for what they're experiencing and then inviting them within their design to see if they can better align. And that's the beauty and the gift of having all these beautiful resources you offer. So thank you for that too, because I can't even imagine how long it took y'all to put that together.
3: (laughs) Wow. Thank you. Thank you for saying all that. And, you know, when we say the community that we created... We really just created the container and we knew that the people learning the content were going to be the ones who created the magic, right? And we really tried to leave space for that. The way that we try to teach is empowering the individual to really unlock their own wisdom, unlock their own languaging, and you both are shining examples of that. Right? Like we learn from you. So we're just grateful that we got to kind of collaborate in that space. And we're so grateful that it resonated with you. And honestly, when it comes to following your strategy and authority, what you're really doing is allowing yourself to be unique and allowing yourself to create a completely unique path. And I feel that there's just so much beauty in doing that. It's literally incomparable to anything else, right? Such a special, unique frequency that we all created together and all the intention that we put in before. Like, it's just um, something really beautiful to behold, to see something that is truly unique. And every single person has done their part in uh, showing up as their most authentic self within that. It's like really pure magic.
2: Yeah, I think that part of that... um the healing side of the retreat was that everyone was coming with the intention of wanting to really integrate and decondition and show up vulnerably and, um, know that they were going to be seen for who they are and loved for their highest expression. Even if they're not necessarily there yet, it's not about being perfect. It's about understanding yourself. So, Um, I think because everyone had that intention, I mean, 35 women is a lot of people to be together for 10 days (laughs) Um, in general. And I just think that because everybody had that intention, um, it just, yeah, there was this magic that unfolded and so much intention went into how we wanted to um, unfold all of this information because human design is complex. It really, you could talk about one aspect of it for a year straight. I mean, and maybe even longer, it's really just so deep. So, um, yeah, we did. Thank you for all this recognition just feels honestly incredible. And, um, I feel like this magic does translate into the online version of the training And this is just was another like spirit take the wheel vibe of just trusting and knowing that, you know, um, the, the wisdom that was like channeled through not only us, but everybody in that space and the questions asked and just all of it was, I don't even know this container of, of human design like glimpse into the new paradigm kind of energy that I just, I don't ever know if we'll be able to recreate because, well, actually I hope we will because it just felt so, so good.
0: So good.
1: Yeah. I just, I think back to when I first found human design and I first, yours was one of the first podcasts that I really came across that I started Mm -hmm. to self-learn from. And, um, I listened to your voices a lot at first, right? I would and, and you're it was such a like Amy said, really your delivery is is super potent and powerful to me. And I think a lot of other people, which is why you've experienced probably some of the growth that you have, the time you have. But the the way that you deliver this complex information is so digestible. And it's so um, I feel like like Amy was saying with the booklet, the right order, the way that you teach it, it just, it allowed me to really get a lot of foundational knowledge at first. It was a a big part of my learning. And when I think about how you guys were voices in my radio, in my car, on a podcast, and then a year later, I'm sitting here and now you're on our podcast and we're talking to you, it's like, again, it makes me want to cry. It makes me mind blown and full of gratitude and just, a uh, testament how these things can play out, because that was a year of me starting to experiment with following my strategy and authority, and that's how that's how I got here that's how I got you know uh, this community of people. Um, And, uh, really like started to lean into that four part of my profile and understanding that there are communities out there waiting for me to find them. Like when you're a four line, all you got to do is like find them. And, um, and I found them and i found them in you guys and with this retreat. And it's just the whole, um, it's really moved and shaped my life in ways that like are incomparable to anything else.
2: So Yeah. And okay. Honestly, I think that's, that's done
1: with the recognition for now. I feel like yeah, I'm like yeah. and you guys.
2: No, well, I just <laughs> want to say that, um, when you listen to your strategy and authority, regardless of what, whatever you're doing, right. Um, and you take the aligned action to follow through with what it's telling you. Um, even if it's scary, even if your mind is saying I shouldn't, or that's a lot of money or what if this happens or what if that happens, um, when you take that aligned action, your life changes. It, it does. And it sounds too good to be true to, to say that you can have everything that you want without having to know what you want, <laughs> or that you can have everything that you want really quickly, um, or that things can change really quickly, but they can. And this is just such a perfect example of how, in one year's time, how much has changed by you guys starting this podcast, even that, right? So many people are like, oh, yeah, I want to start a podcast. And like, it feels aligned, but then actually doing it, actually taking the action and then checking in throughout the whole process of what is your strategy and authority telling you? I want to invite this person on, or I want to whatever, right? Um It's just, I think that a lot of times we get in our own way because we want to, Have things figured out before we take the action. And really, that's not how your life changes um, quickly. So I resonate with you, Monique, in feeling like, you know, throughout this whole process of starting Day Luna and listening to our strategy and authority every step of the way, looking back and saying, oh my God, three months ago, this would have blown my mind. Or a year ago, this would have. I've been unfathomable that I barely said that word unfathomable (laughs) to, to me to really happen. Um, and we've really, life has just blown us wide open with what's possible. And the only thing that gets in our way of what's possible is a us thinking it's not, and B us not taking any action on what we're feeling. Um, because I do think that, yeah, you can think about what you want a ton, and you can manifest it and connect with the energy of it and release your conditioning and your limiting beliefs. Like all of that's great. But if you're not taking any action to uh, do the things that you are getting truth from your body that's telling you to do, then nothing's really going to change. So I'm just. So grateful that you listen to your body and I love that reflection. And I am honored to be in this place to just connect with you on this journey. And honestly, it's like these leaps that you're doing energetically, it's just going to speed up and speed up and expand just so fast. So I'm just I'm along to witness the ride. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And I love everything that, you know, has been said and, uh, I'm excited, you know, for everything that is to come because I believe the things that hold us back have so much to do with conditioning. And I think that so many people, once they lean into their design, they do use it as their operating manual, right. To show up. And I know Monique and I are doing that and we'll challenge each other. We'll remind each other, you know, um, when we see it in one another. And that's great to have that kind of support as well and you know even a little bit of accountability too because you know you can get back into your world and not everybody speaks this but boy I know who to go to when I when I need to. I love. So we talked a lot about the learning that we took in. And I want to ask a little bit just for our own listeners because I have people that are already saying to me and I think Monique does too they're like, oh my God, you guys are just riffing and you're using words and we don't know what they mean and da 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 which happens right and so then that's the invitation that if you're sparked by that, then you know to you know, decide for yourself how to you feel best called to learn, and so I'm curious if you can share with our listeners kind of your own journey of learning, and then integrating. And at like, did you? And what I mean is, you know, okay, so you guys, I remember Dana, you figured out that you were a projector, right? And it's like, okay, so then what the hell does that mean? And so then you're learning first your energy type, and we're invited energy type, strategy, and authority. When you're rock solid on those, you've experimented with them individually and then collectively together. Then what was your trajectory? Did you go to profiles? Did you go to learn more about the centers? Did you go to definition, gates, channels? There's just so much that, you know, and so often when I'm talking to somebody, they want to go to the thing, but they don't even know their type, strategy, and authority yet. And I- see that in myself whenever I came. And now, thankfully, it all kind of fell into place the way it was meant to. But I'm just curious if you can share that for our listeners who are like, I don't even know where to start. I mean, I think your podcast is a great one because I ingested it like Monique did. So I would love your feedback on that.
3: Yeah. I love that question. And it's so true that human design is so complex. I think a lot of people feel instantly, extremely intrigued, but also maybe a little bit overwhelmed. Like where do I start? And yes, always Type strategy and authority is the number one place to start. And I think the fact that Shane and I started with those and really, really dove into experimenting with them and practicing those things was part of the reason that our human design journey moved so quickly. Um, But I would definitely say that the next thing that I think is really beneficial to look at is the centers and understanding your defined centers versus your undefined centers. There's actually so much intuitive understanding that you can collect from just learning about those nine centers, what their function is, and the difference between it being undefined and defined. And these centers, you know, these different places in the undefined center, you're taking in this empathy and the energy from the people around you. And you're very open and sensitive in those places. You're really here to... Feel others, understand others. And of course there can be the lowest expression, which is this not self conditioning and the highest expression, which is a super compassionate wisdom and discernment. So knowing that versus a defined centered, which would be a colored in center in your chart a place where you are consistently putting out energy, a place where you are really here to lead. You are here to be a way shower. You are not here to shy away from your way of processing information or sharing information in that way. Just knowing those I think can be so beneficial. And in the end, those defined or undefined centers and the amount that you have is the thing that really creates your your type. So when we first were learning about human design, we started practicing giving readings just based on the strategy authority and the defined and undefined centers. And I think that that is an extremely good place for people to start with. Um, and even if you never learned anything else, I think that would be enough to really change your life. Um, and then we recommend getting into the channels and the gates. And I do like to tell people that when you're telling someone new about human design, if they're not, really super into it at at first, um, but you're telling them anyways, sometimes starting with these broader categories, it doesn't quite hook them in starting with something really specific. Like, wow, you have this gate that's really unique. I don't see it a lot and telling them this really specific quality, it can kind of pique someone's interest because it's undeniable how true and resonant and specific that thing is for them. And then once they're kind of on board and open and interested, Then you can go back to these broader, broader categories of type strategy and authority, which in the end are the most important. Um, But for some reason, it's like not always easy for people to take those on because it is a practice. It is looking at all of the fears and conditionings and things that you've been kind of like hiding from looking at within yourself. You know, when we first heard waiting for the invitation, it was all in one, like the most incredible moment of my life. I felt so liberated and validated that that's all I need to do to really operate as my best self. And in the same moment, I also felt this slap in the face, like I have to wait to be invited to live my life, like that bitterness, right? My not self theme as a projector. And I think that just hearing these big, these big truths about your design, it can be really confronting. It can be overwhelming, but if you're in and you're ready and you're wanting to really meet your true self and let go of that conditioning and fear, not everyone is, but if you are, I think that, um, it can just be this quantum leap in your life, even just hearing about your type.
2: Yeah. And to answer your question of how we, um, learned like what order we went in. It was type strategy, authority, then centers, and then profile, um, and then gates and channels or channels and then gates, I should say. Um, and, uh, cross of incarnation. So we really did go in this order, um, as we were learning, but, you know, it started with podcasts, listening to podcasts and then watching videos and then learning as much as we could from every possible resource we could ever find. And, um, that it's kind of like, once you start, if it's in your fascination zone, you can't stop. It's all you want to consume. Um, and for us, all you, all we wanted to talk about, um, So, and then, you know, invitations through using our strategy and authority, invitations were just rolling in. And I think a lot of times, you know, when you find out that you're a projector, hearing that you have to wait for the invitation feels really disempowering. And because a lot of places, that's all they tell you. Um, And a lot of things that are online Are written by people who are not projectors. And I'm not saying that you have to be a specific type to teach about a specific type at all, but they leave out some key information in say in just saying, wait to be invited. And we find so often that we'll meet with someone and they say, like, well, I've been waiting to speak at my like when I'm with my family or at work. Like I don't, I'm afraid to talk and it's just so, so disempowering. So, um, that really is not what it is. So kind of, um, through this journey of listening to our strategy and authority and really feeling what is waiting for the invitation in its highest expression and what are the energetics behind it? Um, invitations were just rolling in and that really does happen. And then we used our authority of like, okay, well, we're somebody literally invited us to start a podcast and we want to, um, you know, a book publisher reached out to us saying, will you write a book? Like who, who how does that happen? Literally the energetics behind everything. It just does. And so, um, it's kind of goes back to that same notion of like, you don't have to mentally understand everything to embody the energy behind things. I mean, we see it all the time where people have already been using their strategy and authority. A lot of times it's generators and manifesting generators. Um, but, and they didn't even know it's like, yeah, I've always made decisions that way. And it's then just this validation of, okay, great. That's consistent for you. This is energetically correct for you. Keep going and and reflect on times in your life where you really leaned into that. And how did that work out? How did that feel in your body, right? Um, So there's these two sides, wanting to mentally understand, wanting to embody it. We would encourage you lean more into the embodying it side and it's gonna lead you towards more depth of understanding mentally, actually.
0: That was so beautifully said by both of you. Thank you so much for that feedback because the mentally understanding is just full of data. Yeah. Right. And it's totally dismissing your body wisdom, which is what we're invited to do anyway. Our body is always our greatest messenger. And so embodying it just felt like I got, you know, I felt at peace, right? Of course, that's what I'm, that's my signature. That's what I'm meant to feel. And, um, so I, I appreciate the ways that you guys have shared that and you guys model I just have to say this from—I've taken in a lot of content and a lot of information from a variety of different people, which is beautiful. Open head, yeah. open national. I want to see, <laughs> right? So then I can go inward and discern what feels aligned for me. Um, but you guys really model that, even when on the outside we look cray cray for decisions we making. We followed our strategy and authority like it was our full-time job, and that is not something I've done in my life. Right. It's, I was absolutely taught like many of us are mental thought-based approach to making rational decisions. Yes. There just, there's, there's no, that's futile. you know. Yeah. yeah.
1: Seriously. And, you know, I just, and I was like the opposite. I was like, all over the place. I'd make a decision this way one time, this way another time. Like I had no consistency in how I made decisions. And, 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 and uh, you know, design and this whole concept of embodiment uh, really allowed me to feel so super confident in my decision making. And, you know, again, in my case, it is a spleening thing. So it is super quick and easy if I just shh all the noise out, and then I can hear very clearly what I need to do next. And it often sounds crazy like Amy said, it often is like, what, you're gonna do that? <laughs> and sometimes I'll still catch my mind being like, wait, are you sure though? And I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I guess, please do do it, so I'm gonna go in. But this idea of like really leaning into it without fear, um, when you embody it and you try it, it's like proof, right? Like it's proof, like, oh, oh, that does work. And then like the next time you're like, oh, yeah, I can do this again. And, um, and it's just, it brings just the, it, for me, it has brought in this level of confidence and self-assuredness and self-acceptance in that I can just show up that way. And the right, um, people and places will also show up that way for me and with me and stuff. right?
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, and it, it gets faster and faster is what we've really noticed. Like the more that you, um, at first, when you start using your authority, it feels slow, like training wheels, especially if you've been somebody who has used a lot of different ways to make decisions, which I really resonate with. Um, I always would make decisions differently every single time. And a lot of times it was in taking in other people's input of what I should do, um, or weighing all the pros and cons and making it really mentally. Right. So, um, Once you start using your authority, it does take a little bit of extra oomph to do it. Like, okay, I have to be really intentional here and do this. But then the more that you start doing it, it becomes second nature and it becomes really fast. And I've noticed in my own experience, um, especially within the last like year and a half, two years that, My creations, and because I'm so I take action on what my authority is telling me that my creations happen so quickly. Like, we talked about having a human design retreat, for example, when we first started Day Luna, and it was kind of like a yeah, someday in the future, like we will. And then at the start of last year, we were like, okay let's put it on our list of like things we want to expand into eventually. And we were both thinking it'll probably be in a few years. And literally in, I think it was June, we just sat down and kind of were t- I, talking about it and fleshed it out really fast in like an hour meeting. And it's then the next day we're like, actually, we have everything we need here. I made a webpage for it. And it's like, boom, it's is it exists. Here it is. We found a place it's done. And it just happens so quickly. So my point in saying this is that I just noticed that things speed up your, your creations, your dreams, your ideas, like everything speeds up the more that you are using your authority and then taking action on it. Um, it doesn't have to be this thing that takes years and years and years for things to come to fruition. I mean, it, it blows my mind every day like literally yesterday we wrote slides for something that we just had a quick idea for and now it's like oh actually we just created a whole course in 1 hour and it just something that i would be thinking about for years that i want to do so i just kind of wanted to plant that that seed of it gets faster and you kind of blow your own mind with how things just don't have to take a long time in general like healing doesn't have to take a long time it can and that's beautiful it's your journey, but it doesn't have to. And you kind of prove that to yourself. The more that you lean into your strategy and authority, which are the most simple things in human design. But of course the ones that take a bit of them to, to actually start doing at, at the
0: onset and so flipping impactful, right? Like once you take it, once you're, you embody it, the impact is epic. Yes, And it's going to be a total miss you guys, since I've got three of you beautiful projectors, you know, for our, our listeners to witness that have three different authorities, right? Yeah. And, you know, you projectors, you guys have the most authorities anyway, and so how lucky are we that we get to, you know, have you all three in our presence, but I would love to cover some of the differences, the nuances. I mean, this is what we bring to our listeners or the, you know, the lived experiences. And so here, you know, Monique and I, not only are we different energy types, different strategies, but we're also different authorities, you guys same type, different authorities, same strategy, same profile. You've got similarities, but then when you dig into your charts, lots of differences. And so I'm just curious how, first individually, you allowed yourself to honor and accept your authority. And then in the unit of the two of you coming together, how you have learned to honor that, the differences. I would love for you yeah. to hear that.
3: I love that question because when we first discovered that we were both, projectors and two, four projectors, that is a huge foundational similarity in our design. And we were really taken by that. And it made a lot of sense. Um, but then going deeper into so many other layers of our chart, like our authority, that's where we really split off in different directions, right? Because me having emotional authority and Shana being self-projected or G-Center authority is very, very, very different. And for me, being emotional, projector means that I am an energy projector, right? Because the solar plexus is a motor. Um, I also have my root defined, um, which is also a motor, but having this emotional authority meant so much for me, right? It meant that I had an emotional wave. It meant like that I couldn't access my truth in my now, like all of these kind of layers. There's so many things that come with having emotional authority. It's not just one note. Like in order to understand making decisions, you have to first understand that you have this emotional wave. You have to embrace it. You have to start feeling it. You have to start creating a relationship with it um, in order to even know what it feels like to be neutral, to be able to access your truth and to be able to make a decision. So when I first found out that I had emotional authority, Um, I felt really validated because I am the only person in my family of origin that has an emotional wave. And that really resonated with me. I always felt like internally, I have so much going on emotionally. And I really resonate with being just an extremely emotional person for no reason. I also really resonated with when I was in these emotional lows, Now I know it was just my wave giving me an experience, but I didn't always know that, right? I would try to pick a fight with my boyfriend to justify this feeling that I was having. So my life radically changed when I found out that I had this emotional wave and that I was allowed to just be feeling things for no reason. That was huge for me because it almost like I didn't have to magnify or identify or hold on to these things I was feeling. I really could just surf my wave. Ride my wave and allow them to be the experiences and gifts that they're meant to be. So, for me, understanding that about myself changed all of my relationships. It made things so much easier. It made me really be able to take responsibility for what was mine without judging myself or labeling myself or thinking that something was wrong with me. Um, so, that was huge. And then when it comes to Our business partnership and me needing time this is a huge thing because shana doesn't necessarily need a lot of time to make a decision so we're always working with the fact that we have these completely different authorities and it's super super important for us to help each other and hold space for each other Um, and never make one another feel bad for the process that we need to use in order to find our truth. Um, so Shana is always really gracious with me, uh, um, proposing something to me, even though she already knows, and she is a fast person, right? So when she knows she wants something, it probably feels really difficult for her to have to slow down and give me the time and space that I need to find my truth, but she really does it. And having someone in your life who understands that and leads with that is profoundly healing right? It just gives you um, so much validation in yourself. And and with Shayna having um, self-projected authority, you know, her needing to talk things out, she's like, I'm sorry, is this annoying? I'm like, no, your truth is never annoying, please. Um, But it is, we have such different um, perspectives there. What would you say with it, Shayna?
2: Yeah. I mean, um, in a very practical way, you know, um, and sharing with you, Monique, since you're I I always just say, I don't say necessarily, this is what I want to do. Um, sometimes I will, but a lot of times I just say, I'm planting the seed and um, just planting the seed got this ping or this thing that I feel pulled towards in my case. and um, and that's it. Like there's no pressure of like, you need to tell me by this date or anything like that. It's always just just planting the seed and then I'll circle back on it in maybe a week or so, um, or a few days even depending on how pressing it is. but, yeah. So in that very practical sense, it never feels like, um, a burden at all to, it just feels like this is how we reach alignment as a partnership because it's really, we have this deep understanding that day Luna is not me. It's not Dana. It's not us. Day Luna is de Luna. And like, it's this creation that we are, um, kind of, these stewards of, and allowing it to be separate of us. It's like, we are the decision makers. We are the power of attorney for this thing. Right. And there's no way to make a correct decision for De Luna without both of our authorities having a say. And so if Dana's authority, you know, after getting to neutral and giving herself time is saying, you know, I just doesn't feel right for me. Like it just, it's not going to make me happy. Um, and my authority is saying like, I really feel like this, is this could be on our path. And I feel really pulled and excited by it. It's, I know that this is not in alignment for day Luna right now, and maybe it will be in the future, but in this moment, it's not. And knowing that, that you can't just have one sided, um, for something that is a co-creation of of two or more coming together is really important perspective to have. Um, but with G center authority, I do feel annoying as hell, probably like 40% of my life um, because I have to, and not in a bad way, just in like a, I know that I have to talk a lot and I do talk a lot. And for people who don't know that I have G Center Authority, it's like Shayna never shuts the fuck up, and it's kind of like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and you know, it can be, it can, it can be a lot for people because I have to. Maybe I don't even know how long I need. To come to my truth. So I might just say, hey, I just need to talk this out really fast. And that could be three seconds, or it could be three hours, and I'll eventually come round to it. Um, for people who don't know that I need to talk it out, especially like in a podcast forum, for example, um, I just I never know what's gonna come out of my mouth. So it's it's that's just the truth of the G Center authority. Um, so It's really interesting because in the dynamic of emotional authority with G-Center Authority, if the emotional person is not in a place where they can access their truth right now, and I'm just kind of flowing and going and seeing what's sticking and what's not, it can seem like without the awareness that... I'm into the first thing that's coming out of my mouth. But really, the first thing that's coming out of my mouth is just getting me into the flow to figure out what I want to do. So I could say something, for example, like, I think that we should go to, like, to my partner, I think that we should go to Italy and it'd be really great. And da da da. And so then he's now thinking, I want to go to Italy. But really, by the end of the conversation, if he's stuck on what I first said, he's not necessarily hearing what my conclusion is. And then maybe a day or two later, he can be like, well, because you really wanna travel right now and dah, da, da da And it's like, no, no, I just was trying to access my truth. So there is this awareness that has to happen with any authority for us as a business and a partnership. Since we both have this human design understanding, it's actually really easy for us um, and it doesn't feel like a challenge. But if there is this kind of um, resistance that you're ever feeling within any type of relationship, it's better understanding your own authority and their authority and kind of holding that space for it. So that was once again, really long-winded and that's just who I am. (laughs) I think last side note, we were on a podcast like two weeks ago and she was like, in one sentence, share what is alignment to you. And I was like- never and happen. I really took the assignment and I took a second and I made it one sentence and then Shayna
3: just started and it was literally like 200 sentences yeah but it was and- epic and beautiful
2: and by and the end the I was like sorry hear. that's just not my <laughs> truth It's just one sentence is not my truth. And she can't even
0: be sorry though. Right. Let's just drop the need to apologize. I mean, Mm, I've been saying ever since I left my corporate life, I am unapologetically me. I don't, I don't want to apologize anymore. So I love that. And if I could ask two questions that just came to me, first of all, do you guys feel like it's easier because you both have a defined G while you have different authorities Do you think that helps a little bit that you both have a defined G?
3: Interesting. Someone just asked us the other day about us both having a defined G and she's like, isn't that hard for you guys? And actually I think we both have such a strong sense of self and very Different presences, different identities. Uh, we often feel like almost polar opposites with our G centers. We almost feel like yin and yang sometimes. Mm-hmm. And the direction that I'm being pulled in is teaching Shana something that brings her to balance and vice versa. Um, so we really love having our two G centers. And I do think it gives us kind of like this, uh, leadership clarity about how we want our business to be, how we want to hold space for each other. So both of us really kind of feel like leaders in our own realm and, um, having the awareness of how to do that, how to feel like you are truly both equals and leading and holding space for your differences and celebrating the places where you're similar, um, has, has just been such a beautiful journey. But Shayna, what would you say about us our both, uh, defined G centers?
2: Well, I think if, if one of us had an undefined G, um, it would be more, not more difficult, but it would just have, take some more awareness around, mm-hmm. um, you know, there could, could be a tendency. And of course it depends on, all of the centers and the charts and all the titles and gates. There's so much that goes into it, but there could be a tendency to feel for the undefined G to feel swept up on the path of the defined G and feeling like, um, amplifying the direction of the other person. But then it's once again, coming, getting clarity on this thing that we're co-creating is not one of us or the other. It is its own entity. And, both of our G centers undefined and defined are both guiding this this thing so um every every energy gets weighed in with this thing that you're co-creating so um, and that's true with not a, just a business but also with a relationship a marriage a home um a child like I mean a child has their own design so it's like but with how you're parenting right um it's so important that everybody has, space, enough room to take up enough space as they possibly need to and want to, um, and that they're both equally valued and, um, honored in this thing that you're co-creating. But then of course, in your own life, it's like, this is what I'm doing for me. And this is what you're doing for you. And that's really healthy. So yes, hopefully that answers that
0: hundred <laughs> percent. And then of course, you know, I did your connection chart too. And I just thought it was, fascinating that you guys complete each other's, all the channels from your throat to your G. It's just like, pff, I thought that was yeah. very cool. But <laughs> the second question though, that was just, that was just, you know, commentary. But the second question I have for you, Shana is, is it really important? Cause I want the people that are listening that have the same authority. Is it really important for you to have trusted people that are not going to try to sway you are that are actually just present As you go through your process and have you just like you referenced with your husband had people that want to shut you down and they hear the first thing and then there's no more room for anything else and how you have been able to determine for yourself okay they're not my people for me to you know flush this out with yes
2: yes absolutely it's it's very important to have trusted people but at the same time even if you don't it's okay um you can because here's the thing with this g center authority when you are soundboarding and you're speaking out loud and bouncing things and seeing what sticks and what doesn't, even if somebody doesn't, um, have awareness of your design, or is not like a a trusted open person to just see what's going to land? Um, you, the feedback that they give you is kind of more Intel for you to talk about with yourself or with the universe. So for example, if I'm with, you know, some someone or I'm at an event and I'm talking and I'm sharing and I'm kind of just hearing what truth is coming out, somebody might give me some advice like, oh, you should do this or you shouldn't do that or whatever. And I can then go home or I'm in my car even and I can just be talking about that. Like, well, they gave me this advice and this is how it feels and da-da-da. And I don't know if that's really true. And blah, 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 blah. And by the end of it, I'll know, like, okay, this is what I want to do. So you don't have to have trusted people um, to be bouncing things off of, um, as long as you trust yourself and you trust the universe and you can bounce it off of that as well and get to your truth. So there is that. Um, but just to be
3: clear, just to be clear, you're saying you're driving in your car, talking to yourself, like talking to no one, like a crazy person who is (laughs) here in their truth. And you can, anyone can do that. And that feels weird, but it is such a useful tool. I just wanted to highlight that because You don't have to be talking to a person. You could be talking to the wall. You could be talking to the universe. You could be talking to a voice memo on your phone and you can still access your truth.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, having trusted people is really helpful because they can give you, um, prompts to keep you going, um, with, you know, hearing your own truth at like asking you, okay, well, how does, like, do you feel excited by that? Or, um, you know, things, open-ended things that can keep you going in channeling your own G center. Um, and I've definitely had the experience where you say the first thing and then they're just closed off to hearing anything else that you have to say. I've, had that experience so much in my life. And it, um, it's, it's once again, just, um, knowing that other people's perception of your truth is not your truth. And your truth is whatever you've decided is your truth. Other don't give your authority away. Um, I, you know, I've had really close friends who have emotional authority, and they were in an emotional low. And I said one thing as I was about to keep going, and it just completely, um, you know, was not the time for them to access their truth. And so then they're really closed off to anything I have to say. And it's had this tension between it of, you know, me wanting to get to my truth, but them not being able to access their truth. And so there's this resistance of, Um, it's just not the time, but the G center (laughs) doesn't necessarily, um, you kind of, that's where it's my job to have awareness of their authority and to then say, okay, this is not the time. Like, let me give you your space to access your truth versus keeping, trying to keep the conversation going to get to a resolve or get to my truth. Because once again, it's a partnership when you are having a conversation with someone and you're trying to resolve something, that issue is outside of you both. And they can't access their truth right now. It doesn't matter how much my G-Center really wants to keep talking, keep going, keep going to get that resolve. Um, It's so important to notice that and to then say, okay, let's you let me know when you're ready to have this conversation, because my truth is gonna come out in whatever conversation I have. Um, But for you right now, it's not. So let's put the brakes on that. So hopefully that all made
0: sense so much that was yeah that was great information for those projectors that are listening that have that authority and then Monique of course you bring two other beautiful ones between you and your daughter right like so yeah
1: well I wanted to ask something too um since you since you both were friends prior to learning design for many many years right that's different than Amy and my dynamic I mean we met knowing design and so we kind of went into this friendship knowing how to honor each other's designs very clearly right we had a chart like here you go here's your friend that you're making <laughs> and here are all the things about her that you need to know kind of thing right like with, love with the name tags right going back to that but right <laughs> but y'all entered up you know i think of my best friend Jeannie, who is the same, or not the same, but a similar design to Amy. So this is like a dynamic that I've had in my life, anyhow, an emotional manifester uh, for many years. Jeannie and I have been friends for like 20 years. And I wonder, I, my, I can't help but think of you two, you know, meeting years ago and then now then later learning design. And I'm wondering like if you you um, were like, oh, this is why Shayna is like this. Dana this is why Dana needs these certain things and like did you did you start to like I don't know change things about how you did the dynamics between the two of you because I know that I have on my end in my in my case Jeannie isn't a human design nerd like all of us so she's not into this talking about this all day like we are but in my on my (laughs) end I have very much changed my approach with how I um, you know, learning that manifestors asking, well, knowing that I'm a projector with a one line and that I can ask a bajillion questions and really poke at people. I have really reigned that in with Jeannie and I have given her statements, right? Like instead of like, you know, questions when I just text her really quick, just little things like this. I, rem- I brought it to her attention maybe a little while ago. And because she doesn't know a bit about design, obviously we talk, but I brought it to her attention and she's like, gosh, now that you said it, over the last few weeks, the way that you've approached me has felt super good, like way different than like how, you know, I, I, I just did. And so I'm just wondering if that happened for you guys, like consciously, and do you, is that something that like really, I, I imagine maybe fostered and built your friendship even tighter, right? Or yeah,
2: for sure. A thousand percent. Um, and it's interesting because the, in college um, there were four of us that were really close And we lived together many, many times, many different places. And Dana and I would always uh, share a room. And then the other two girls would always share a room. And um, now, in understanding all of our designs, it just makes so much sense. And there were definitely things, I think, you know, in college and and I feel like a lot of people do this without awareness of how we're all different. It's like, oh, that's so you, that's so Dana, or that's so Shana, or like you would do that. Um, And now having the awareness of human design, it's like, oh, that is you. And that's, that's an alignment for you to do. And that's great. I'm not now comparing, like, should I be doing that? Or is it weird that you do that? Or is it weird that I don't? Um, I now have this, this understanding of like, that is meant to be something that you do all the time. And that is just something that I am not, that's just not in my chart. Um, So it just gives you this clarity on like who you are and who other people are. And I think without that, there's so much judgment that can seep into relationships of I'm right. You're wrong kind of energy. And this just kind of liberates all that. But I don't know, Dana, what, what would you say with that?
3: Yeah, I would say that, you know, when we met, we always really clicked and overall, all our relationship felt really fun and really easy. And we have so many places in our chart where we do create these electromagnetic sparks and connections. And we have these very foundational things that are so similar. Us both being two fours is huge for us. Like we feel like two fours and oftentimes we're the only two fours in the room and we feel it, right? As two fours, we have like this radar about people, wanting to make sure people are comfortable, wanting to make sure that people have what they need. Um, And that can even go into the negative expression of that, of like overgiving and being overly um, sacrificing yourself to make sure other people are comfortable. But that we always had these things that we just felt like only Shana gets me in this way. Um, But I will say that when we had challenges without knowing each other's designs, we weren't always really clear about how to navigate them. Like it just felt like, okay, this is a challenge and or you know, some kind of hiccup or some kind of dynamic that's happening. And it just felt kind of like scary or overwhelming. Whereas now when we come across challenges, we both have every tool that we need to use the right languaging, to ask the right questions, to give the person what they really are needing from support or distance or whatever it is that they're needing. So I would just say that the it really helped with those like kind of challenging moments that before we just felt stumped. And now we have all of the tools to be able to explain it and understand it. And also in the highest expression, I have so many, I have language to really celebrate Shayna too, and to celebrate her genius. And I love having that language because you're trying to like, tell someone why they're so awesome and special. And you're like, you just are right. Like you have this feeling or this vibe and you're not really putting language to it. So to have this specific language to celebrate each other and to celebrate where we are both badass in our own realms has also been just so fun. The funnest thing.
1: No, those, that, that was the beautiful answer. I love that. I love the last thing you left on too, to have language, to celebrate the people that we love. I mean, gosh, mm-hmm. what, what a added bonus. Um, to To figuring ourselves out, right? We get to like also love on the people around us more because now we have these specific words, you know. Which I I do that a lot with Amy. I mean, I, all the time. You know, I could think of you know, and she does it with me, and I, you know, it's it's so it's so awesome to be held in that specific and detailed way. Like you, uh, you know, again, I mean, obviously, the three of us love to be seen and recognized, but every human loves to be seen and recognized, right? We always say this, right? We all want to be specific special, we all want to feel unique. And and we want to feel like people really see us in those ways. And with this information, you get to do that. And you guys are, I love the dynamic that you both share with each other, just as friends, and then as business partners, and all these layers, and and how you let people see it unfold. And, and, uh, you know, people like, it's really beautiful and inspiring, I feel like. And I have one more question about, for Shana, specifically with your authority do you think that you were someone that always talked a lot or do you think that you were someone that like thought a lot and didn't talk it out loud and it Mm. was that maybe some of the struggle with using your self-projected because I wonder because man I know that manifestors whenever I I have like a shit ton of manifestors in my life for whatever, I bring them, they just come <laughs> to me. And I've noticed that a lot of them that are unaligned in the know design and as I'm working with them and starting to really talk to them about things, they don't use their voice right that's a big yeah. conditioning with a lot of manifestors they're, for whatever reason they got really conditioned to shut up and they're not supposed to shut up right like ever yeah. and um neither are you so <laughs> i'm just curious if if you know you're meant to talk a lot amy's meant to talk where you know like we have to like embrace these beautiful things about ourselves and each other and i'm just wondering if that was something do you think that you did were someone that is that a clear enough question
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that question. So, um, for manifestors, it's like the last thing they want to do is inform because they want to be left alone and they want (laughs) to be in peace. And for me with this G center, I always, um, yes, I did always talk a lot, I think. Um, and, but not always about the things that I was wanting, Trying to figure out necessarily, or or I should rephrase that. I there's a lot of nuances here. So with growing up and being a child, and then into college, I always thought that I just needed other people's opinions, and that I needed their insight, um, and that other people knew more than I did. So I would go to other people for advice, and I even remember somebody telling me in college, like well, you're just not very self-sufficient. Like you, you have to always, you know, have other people help you make decisions. And I, I identify, I, I, I have an open mind and a lot of openness in my chart. So I was like, okay, that's great feedback. And now I know. And so I should try to be more self-sufficient and I should not come to people with things I'm trying to process. Um, and so You know, for a while there, I didn't want to talk about what I was, uh, you know, percolating on, if you will. Um, So that conditioning, I think, can can be common with a G-Center authority and it can happen at any age. Um, But as a child, I felt really outgoing and then people labeled me like, oh, well, you're so outgoing and like you should act or you should sing or you should dance. You should perform like you love being the center of attention. I got that label a lot, but really now that I know it was just me trying to figure out my truth. Um, And that comes across as wanting to be the center of attention or wanting to take center stage because when we speak a lot of times, especially if you have an undefined throat, You can feel like if i'm not speaking i'm not getting attention or i'm not important or i'm not included and so if somebody has an undefined throat and they see you speaking to process your truth that judgment and comparison can come in of well should i be doing that no i shouldn't they just need a lot of attention um i remember a lot as a kid you know even when i would get hurt like at a friend's house. Their parents would be like, oh, she's just crying for attention. And I think I got that label because I was always talking <laughs> and, and sharing. So I think that there can be a lot of different types of conditioning that can come in that try to quiet your, your voice and your truth um, in general. And with the G Center, I think a lot of it comes down to wanting attention, needing not being self-sufficient, needing to rely on other people to access your truth. Um so. There are, and I notice, I observe things in my life where if I don't want to make a decision on something, I won't talk about it at all. I won't even talk about it as something that is a potential decision that I'm even thinking about. Um, if there's something that I don't want to heal or like I'm just not ready to face, I won't talk about it I'm really closed and just shut shut down. I, I don't even talk about it to myself because I know that once I do, I will get My truth, and then I will take action on it. So there's a lot of different dynamics within, um, internal world with this G center authority and the external conditioning and how the world perceives this G center authority. And I read a meme today, um, actually this morning that was like, when I asked, does this make sense? I'm not asking because I think that you are intelligent enough to understand what I'm saying. I'm asking because I don't know if I was coherent or not. Um, and I really resonate with that as the G center, because I don't have any awareness centers. I don't have a defined mind. I don't have a defined spleen. I literally, I don't have a defined solar plexus. Like I don't have any self-awareness until I speak. So it's really interesting, and probably the majority of the people listening do not have G center authority. So, thanks for being on this rant with us. Um, but I think it's really helpful to know, like, if you have a child with a defined G center and a defined throat, part of the way they're accessing their truth is through speaking. And and I think that with speaking in general, regardless of how your throat is defined, it's a very, I said this in the beginning before we recorded, like a very delicate thing because. Um, so much conditioning can come in that you don't even realize when it comes to how we're sharing and speaking and seeing each other share and speak. So it's it's something that we're kind of um, dissecting and fleshing out. Oh, both those words were gross. Um, something that we are expanding <laughs> and understanding in this new paradigm is seeing other people speak and then also using our voices to speak. <laughs> cool. Um, so many I great
3: classic Shana quotes along the journey.
1: <laughs> oh my God.
2: Yeah, I'm the first person to call myself out too, which is... <laughs>
1: I love it. I love that. I love that about you. Yep.
0: (laughs) And honestly, that was a great answer. It really was. And this, this is why I feel like Monique and I felt so called to do this because neither one of us could have articulated that in any way from a lived Mm -hmm. experience. And so So I know for sure one person that is in our audience that has the same authority. And so me too. I can hear her right now. She's probably crying Mm. and probably just like going, oh my God, she gets me, you know? And so this is why it's so important for people to, it can't just come from the textbooks. It can't just, right? And that's why this is an experiment. So thank you. I don't care how long it fucking took you to say it. I'm happy (laughs) that you gave yourself the space to do it. And we will always be a sounding board for that. Oh, thank you.
2: I feel so like I'm moving my body. I always forget that this is a recording, but like, I feel so just juicy and loved up. And honestly, I feel that of all the different types, like I want to hear that manifestor wisdom. I want to hear that like specific channels, wisdom, like lived truth experience, that specific authority. Like it really is. Um, it's yeah, you can't learn it in textbooks. It's, it's a lived thing. So I think it's just, I'm excited for this new paradigm. I'm excited for all the voices coming up that are going to be sharing their lived experience. Um, and with this languaging of human design.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you just said so many things that I, were just very relatable to even just about the manifestors not wanting to inform and you know it's just like I have taken that in so much since we were all together in January just all the times I silenced myself a lot because I was silenced right for years and years. And just yeah. all the judgment that um, I have witnessed that others have had, you know, and I'm just flaking that off left and right, because I get to be exactly and apologetically who I am. And most of the time I definitely do want people to fuck off if they're going to have any judgment. Right. And I have not shared my truth and what I'm thinking or feeling or wanting or whatever, because I, I had been shut down and I also don't want to be stopped. And quite frankly, I'm not even sure if I want any feedback. Right. You know, I mean, like, so all of that feels really uncomfortable to even say out loud, but yet it's so damn true, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So, thank you. You know, every time I listen to you guys, you know, just something more expansive happens for sure. Mm -hmm.
3: Yes. Likewise, every time that either one of you speaks, I'm like, that is straight wisdom, truth bomb. So true. And honestly, we have like a very passionate, place in our heart where we just want to share as much as we can to help empower manifestors. Um, Because I feel like manifestors really can feel energetically like the black sheep of all of the five because their aura is so, so powerful, undeniably so. And because their internal world is so chill and like just wants to do their own thing. Like there's just such a polarity in the way that they're experienced versus what's really going on internally. And, um, when you get to see a manifester, take back their power and be who the fuck they are and say what they want to, it sends chills down your spine. So, you know, the same goes for a projector, really coming into your power and not waiting for other people to Like you or want what you have to say, but kind of sitting back in your own wisdom and letting people come to you and then shining your light in that way. That really is right for you. It's just so beautiful. And I know that so many people getting to hear your voices on this podcast are going to be completely just blown away and feel so empowered to liberate themselves and be their own selves Um, be their true selves too. So I'm just so grateful that you both have decided to follow your authorities and create this podcast and share your voices and share your own lived experiences, because it really is such a powerful catalyst for other people.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I had one more question Thank you. as it relates Mm -hmm. to both of your charts, because again, I think it's important um, to you guys share your experiences because each of you on your own have a completely open spleen. And then even when you're connected, your spleen is still completely open. And so while, you know, you guys share information on your podcasts and Monique and I have gone through a little bit of that in an episode of ours, I would love to hear your lived experiences, you know, having a completely open spleen. And then when you guys, you know, come together, what that feels like too. I would love to hear that dynamic.
3: Yeah, I love that. The undefined spleen, completely open spleen has been a huge theme in my life, especially as a child. Um, I had a sibling who had leukemia and spent probably five years living in the hospital. And with this undefined spleen that I have, when I would go into the hospital, I would take in people's sickness and fear and anxiety on such a deep level. Like it just felt so intense to me that I felt terrified. Like I would try to do anything I could to not go visit him. Or if I did go visit him, I would, you know, I remember being like such a small child and it just completely overtaking me. And it felt like this really overwhelming, scary thing in my life to be so sensitive to other people's health. Um, and fear and anxiety, and it was something that I think I really ran ran from and tried to not face and tried to just kind of like shut down for a long time. So when I discovered that I had this undefined spleen in my own personal journey, it was like something instantly clicked. I had this complete awareness of it made sense that I felt so sensitive. Right? There's nothing wrong with me, and. I am meant to be that sensitive. And I also am empowered to release that at any time and just having the awareness. It's crazy to say this, but it's honestly true. Just knowing that really set me free where suddenly i didn't have to be afraid because i understood myself i understood why i understood that i wasn't crazy i understood how i can actually take um, that empowerment back into my own hands and clear my energy and it literally shifted in me overnight this, it released this fear that I had around feeling people's fear, anxiety, health, et cetera. And now I really, really have just completely transcended that fear when it comes to feeling other people. And instead... I definitely, even just being on a call like this with someone who, if they are sick or unwell in some way, I feel it in my own body, but I feel like it's such an honor. Like, I just feel like I'm honored to feel you and to hold this space with you. And I love it. I'm one, like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then afterwards, it's not scary because I know how to release it. So my own journey, it's been one of the biggest themes in my life for sure. Um, And then in day Luna, being we are both designed to be fearless right with this completely open spleen we have no gates there that were our fears that were meant to transcend and um i think our truth really has been like why not let's do it and so many people around us are like you should be afraid of that that's scary. Um, what if it doesn't work out? And we're like, what if it does? And we can feel when we're holding on to other people's fears, how it just feels like it derails us so much. And when we collectively as a, a duo remind each other that we're designed to be fearless, like it's right for us to enter into things with our strategy and authority and to just disregard these like traditional fear. Like for example, the fe- fear of failure, the fear of inadequacy. These are things that we're not designed to be a part of our journey. So when we really allow that to be our truth, it just feels so good. It feels like our truest self. Whereas when we're like, should I be afraid? Let me kind of hold on to other people's fears and try to, um, consider them. That just feels completely off for us.
2: Yeah. And I think that, you know, there's so many places where fear can creep in from conditioning and it's really, um, owning, okay, we're designed to be fearless. And, you know, even going to do something that, is out of our comfort zone or like speaking at this big thing. And, you know, the morning of it can feel like, okay, like, am I going to be good or am I going to whatever? And immediately it's like, that's not my truth. Like I'm not afraid of embarrassing myself. I'm not afraid of coming across as um, an expert or as a whatever because I'm just not meant to have the fear of inadequacy or the fear of, you know, like Dana said, fear of failure or a fear of being too much or too big or whatever. I'm just not meant to have it. And of course I felt those in my life. Um, but now having this awareness, I can just choose to not. And that feels like me. It feels just what was I was meant to feel. Um, and, you know, it, before having this awareness, similarly to Dana, I, I was working with um, a, a girl who had traumatic brain injury for four years, and I was helping her. And in that time, I did not connect the dots, but I was experiencing brain fog for literally three years, I got CAT scans and MRIs. And I was convinced I had a brain tumor. Like I genuinely felt it in my body as if it was my own. And I identified with it and I held on to it. And it was a very real experience for me. And um, when I left that job, a few months after I left, the brain fog left like it was gone and i still didn't connect the dots at all it wasn't until human design and understanding my completely open spleen that i then started reflecting on and observing whenever i had any type of illness or pain in my body i would immediately say like okay yes my knee is really hurting um who was i around and And just having that awareness, it would clear up in like the next day. and But it's still something that's very real. So understanding that everything is energy and real things, this table, this cup, right? It's all energy. So the real pain that I might feel like from tweaking my back or from you know, a real sickness that I might've had, that's energy too in my body. And I'm very receptive to picking that up. And so then of course the tendency right away is how can I protect myself from feeling that? And that's really not what it's about. You are designed to feel other people. When you have an undefined center, you are designed to feel other people. And it's through allowing yourself to feel people and then allowing yourself to to get wisdom from it and release it. There's nothing you need to do about it, but allowing that energy to come in and pass through and leave. If you think of like energy, right? Coming to like this closed door, there's this friction, there's this resistance, but you are meant to take it in. So if you fight it, it's gonna stay there and it's gonna be this resistant friction in your body versus if you let it come in and then you let it leave, You can really just have that acceptance of it and it passes so much faster and you get the wisdom from that experience. So I just kind of wanted to say that anywhere that you're open in your chart, you are designed to be open there. You are designed to be empathetic there and embracing that is actually the first way that you protect yourself. I put in quotes of, from uh, energies that you don't want to hold on to or, or feel too intensely.
0: that was so good.
1: <sighs> I mean, I know so yeah. many wisdom like droplets oh. there, and and it's so fascinating for Amy and I, you know, because we're both defined spleen people. So it's really cool again to have your perspective offered for us and for our listeners because we can't describe it like that. I didn't, I didn't even realize the depth really of how that ran. And um, I love, I love uh, thinking about this in terms of my daughter. You guys know this. I mean, I, I yes. always go back to that. And, um, you know, she's, uh, she has a very open chart, just like you, uh, Shana, you know, she's got two defined centers. And so that's something that's always on my mind. And she's got an undefined spleen. And so my, and with my spleenic definition, I'm now fully, you know, uh, starting to realize how much my health, my literal well-being, plays into hers, right? Okay. And I, 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 I wish I would have learned this when she was a baby baby, you know, because I just have to imagine as a new mom, having this intel in dynamics like that is, is it would have been game changing for me. I mean, she might've slept better the whole first year if <laughs> I would have known this because I was so stressed and tired and overwhelmed with, um, you know, the first year of mothering uh, that I, I was in a bad place. Like I physically, I wasn't feeling well you know, mentally, emotionally, physically. And yet I was expecting my daughter who I was holding and rocking to sleep every night to sleep, but I was feeling ick. I felt like crazy person, you know, like I wasn't taking wow. time to find ways to, to, Get that together in myself. All I was doing was trying to make this baby happy, right? Because, like any new mom, what you know, we don't, we don't know. But I, um, I wish that I would have had that, and I, and I hope that people listening take that um, into account because I think that it's powerful the way, especially the way that you both just spoke on it in terms of how much you really physically felt from other people and yeah. you're designed for that you're here for that but if if uh, and this is why awareness I'm so glad that you brought that up uh, Dana to, literally I, t- I say this to people all the time you don't even have to do anything just be aware that's it you will blow your mind how much things will start to change just little bits around you if you just bring awareness to things. And and this is one of those things. I mean, just awareness of this has allowed me to really, you know, if I'm in a bad mood now, um, I have gate 55 in my emotional center. I call it my moody Judy gate. <laughs> and if I'm in like moody Judy mood, I kind of try, my daughter has it too, by the way, but I kind of try and stay away from her and let, the thing pass a little bit and then I'll go be near her and you know that's just like in in one example but I mean even and when I'm sick I'm now I give her to her dad like right away like you need to take the child because I'm like really I feel myself getting sick and I'm not feeling well and like before I wouldn't have I would have still wanted her home with me because I want to be near her and I want to you know but um, making these choices like this is is different and and it's something I wouldn't be able to do without this intel yeah. right I also love you picturing you Shayna, in your car talking your shit out loud because that's how that's how mine looks a lot too when I'm talking to my spleen I I feel like it's the same thing I have conversations with her like out loud (laughs) like when I'm by myself all the time and like Dana said you know I look like the crazy person in my car I'm like all right spleen what do you think about this though really really let's get (laughs) talking it's just me and you now like and um yeah I just I love that I love that image
0: I've yeah, been doing and- that. I've been doing that like crazy, like a boss, just initiating and <laughs> forming like a mofo in the car. Uh, yeah. And do you guys know? Uh, I mean, my son is a sh- 6'2 emo manifester, and he has talked out loud forever and not like, and I've never silenced him because I was always silenced. So fuck that noise. I'm not doing that. Yeah. And you know, but literally, he's he's it's pretty amazing to see. And the thing I want to say to you, Monique, is your daughter is so blessed.
2: Because she's
0: seven and she understands her design and you guys speak it to each other and she is light years ahead. My kiddos now, I mean, when I was at the retreat, you know, I sent him a text, I'm like everything, all of our communications are about design from here on out. This is non-negotiable, <laughs> okay? And so, and and they've embraced it, but they're 21 and 23. They've already got two decades to decondition from my bitch ass for whatever okay. I didn't do. You know? And it's okay, because I was doing it I really could, you know? Yeah, okay. of course. Yeah. But I also told them they can't have kids until twenty. Oh, yeah. And that, I don't care. The only thing I want to know about the birth certificate is the birth time, but I'm going to be there. So it doesn't matter. But the thing that they're going to have the, is their blueprint, right? That's yeah, what they're going to yeah. have. Like we're not giving credit to the other thing anymore. So I always Honestly. say
2: like, I, even with COVID, like there must be a person in the room that their only job is to like have a freaking watch to get the birth time completely accurate. Yes. Um, but I did want to just say, sorry, Dana, and I want to hear what you're saying, but I just I did want to say that if you have a defined spleen or any defined center, you are a way shower and you are, um you have this consistent intuition and splenic hits and everything like that. And of course, everybody has their own shit, right? Even if you have an undefined center, you can still get sick. It doesn't have to be from someone outside of you. You still have a physical body that is energetic, but you can still hurt yourself, right? It doesn't mean that it's always coming from someone else. So I just wanted to say that having an undefined center or a defined center is never better or worse. And a lot of human design things really reframe like undefined center. Ooh, you're going to have so much conditioning, which of course you can pick up conditioning there, but having it defined or undefined, they're both powerful yes. and they're both so, so um, there's so much wisdom to be found there. So never be afraid of your energy, whether am I going to condition someone in a bad way, or am I going to take in something that I don't want to feel? Um, you're not the understanding. And I love how you put this Monique is understanding. Oh, this is my energy does condition this person. And so let me hold space for them and create an environment where I can condition them in the healthiest way possible. Um, is so beautiful. So sorry, Dana, what were you going to say?
3: I was going to say the same thing, Monique, you taking care of your own health and like really putting that as your first priority is the greatest gift that you can give to your daughter in this present moment. And I was also going to say that, you know, Shane and I are not moms yet. So when we get to witness you two being moms and using human design, like we feel so inspired by you both. We admire you so much and learn so much from your actual lived experience. Um, it's just incredible for us to get to see. And Amy, I didn't realize that one of your sons was also a manifester, emotional manifester. And the fact that you, already without even consciously knowing why never quieted his voice and allowed him because you knew in this internal way, like you need to speak your truth. Like that is so profound. And I just can't help but get chills when I hear you both talk about your children, because I just feel so deeply that they chose you both as moms for a reason. They chose every little detail. They chose your design. They chose the timing in which you would know their design. Like it all is so on purpose and it's all so beautiful to get to witness. Um, So I just wanted to say you two are like my number one inspirations. And I love that you both share that in being moms and and having this um, human design language to
0: use with your kids. It's like the best tool that I never even knew could guide. And honestly, I mean, they guide themselves once you mm-hmm. share it with them. Right. I mean, just without, a, without a doubt, one of the biggest things that I learned at the retreat about the G center was how important if it's open, you know, undefined your surroundings are your environment. And that was one thing I did with my kiddos. I never touched their rooms. Theirs is open. Theirs is undefined as well. And wow. I like it just, I can't stand it when people mess with my shit, you know, and I just thought mm. I was being really rigid. Cause I get told that a lot, which by the way, pisses me off because I get to be <laughs> whoever I am, but I just never messed with their shit. I literally didn't even go up to the second floor of our home where their bathroom and their bedrooms were because it was theirs because it wow. was theirs. If they needed me up there, great, but I needed them to feel safe and secure in their space. Mm-hmm. and honored that for them and that's one of the things without even knowing thank goodness but I think it was the knowingness within me and then as yeah. you guys are sharing that about the spleen my daughter's is um, undefined and she's a nurse Wow! <sighs> I have some conversations to have with her when she comes next week because I got to make sure she's not taking that stuff in I just I hadn't thought about it from that perspective yeah. and that's just it's yeah. That.
3: But one of my, one of my best friends
0: is going through nursing
3: school right now and doing her clinicals and stuff. And she has a completely undefined spleen and just having the awareness, like she takes it really seriously every day when she comes home, she has a son, but she spends a little bit of time herself, like out in nature and then takes a bath. And she has this whole self-care ritual to really honor her body because she realizes that she is so sensitive. But in the end, I do want to say people who have an undefined spleen can be some of the greatest healers. She's they are it so compassionate so good, and they feel people so deeply. And so it really can be a beautiful thing for a healer, for a nurse, for a doctor to have this undefined G, but it is also just so helpful for her to know, to Mm -hmm. nourish herself by having that awareness of like how to um, empty out that stuff that you felt.
0: Yeah. God, this was so much good stuff. What were you going to say, Monique? Yeah,
1: no, I mean, I, I could keep talking about this. I mean, we could all four, I'm sure, keep like on, stay on this forever. But Literally. I just, um, thank you so much for what you said about uh, just our parenting and our mothering mm-hmm. and all of that, because it just, I know that I mean, for me, it means so much. And I know for Amy too. I mean, what, I think any mom or parent out there, what, we just want, you know, to be the best parents we can be for our kids. And it's hard to do that when, just figuring it out blind and in this way we don't have to do that um and i was just telling amy about this the other day i didn't realize my daughter's profile is a two five which is already one of the rare ones she's Mm -hmm. an ego projected projector already one of the rare ones so it's like she's so um different Right. She, uh, her energetics are vastly different than everybody that she's going to school with every day that she's, you know, the chances are, and it's like, I just feel so blessed to have been giving this information and i know like you were saying dana you know there our kids chose us for a reason right and like i totally feel you when you said that i mean it like hit me i'm like i know my daughter chose me for a reason and i know that i chose her back and it's 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 palpable in our dynamics and it's um it's something that we get to we get to both support because amy like you said me bringing this language to her at such a young age um she said something to me the other day and she's like, and I said, Oh, that makes sense. And she's like, go ahead, mom, tell me why in human design that makes sense. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you are right, baby. I did have a couple of calls today. So that's all I'm thinking about. And I'm like, what? And she's like, Oh yeah. She's like, I really don't like that though. You're right. I really don't like that. But she's so quick to, you know, um, receive this stuff. It's so sec. It's just, you know, regular conversation in, in our household as it should be. I feel like for, um, my defined heart's going to speak on that but that's as it should be everyone should be just be talking about this stuff in their homes and then like this beautiful utopian future that we started to develop at the retreat Mm -hmm. will form and and keep going and we'll just you know I love that I love picturing that my inner vision loves picturing that future for the collective you know
3: yeah honestly Mm -hmm. and going you know having this utopian future it doesn't mean that we're without depth or without challenge right it just means We embrace those things with grace, with love, with acceptance, with compassion. And, you know, the journey of parenting, I mean, talk about the biggest challenge on planet earth and being able to bring this depth to understanding it and navigating it. Like, honestly, I literally cherish getting to witness you both utilizing this in your parenthood. It's so inspiring to to us. And just to get to see the way that your kids respond to it, the way that they connect with it like it's just so cool and it's amazing to watch children how aligned they are with their design before the world has taught them not to so getting to see parents who are really supportive of that and ushering in that journey with them and going on their own journey too and becoming the most badass best version of themselves like it's just beautiful
0: so beautiful I love it so much. I love it. And I love you guys. And I want to keep doing this forever and ever. But as Monique and I always say, who's going to listen to, it? <laughs> you know, that <laughs> one time that we had like over two hours that we broke down a different? I mean, we would have, but you know, <laughs> we yeah. want this to be digestible for the rest of the world. So, you know, I I just can't say it enough, you know, what a gift this was that you both, um, you know, joined us today and just the wisdom and the invitation and the inspiration to, you know, allow everybody to do this at their pace and in their way. But the way that you share it and the way that Monique and I have been able to learn it from you guys has just been so epic for us. You know, we just feel very blessed to have you guys in our life. And then, you know, your willingness to come on here just means the world to us. So I'm just in gratitude
1: major expanders for us uh, in, in, in a lot of, in every sense of that word. And, and yeah, like I started with, we're just super grateful for like the rest of our lives for, for meeting you and, um, and yeah, for, for being in this with you, for being on this ride with you now. It's so exciting.
2: Well, thank you so, so much for having us. It's been an honor. And honestly, this conversation was so fun. I could literally talk to you guys the rest of the day. So thanks for spending this long with us, hearing our G-Center rambles. Um, it's been great.
0: Yes. Thank you both so much. And with that, I think we'll call it a day on this episode. Until next time. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it inspiring and digestible.
1: If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us if you'd take a moment to follow us so you'll be notified when new episodes are released.
0: And if you're feeling really generous, please share and review our podcast as long as it's a five-star review. Otherwise, never mind. Maybe just keep that to yourself.
1: And lastly, if you're new to human design or just curious to learn more about your own, Amy and I both have offerings for that.
0: We also have an extensive human design community that we belong to. So if we don't feel like the right fit, we can certainly guide you to someone who is.